The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and today I'm going to share with you one of my favorite life hacks for living more joyfully and also for helping me with an issue that I sometimes find overwhelming and you might too, and that's the analysis paralysis when I am overwhelmed by choices and I cannot make a decision. And so this little hack allows me to remember that life is always deciding for me and that when I learn to flow with, you know, that great force of life rather than trying to control it, life gets a whole lot easier. So that is the topic for today. And um, I came up with a really good name for this. It's probably not that original, but I want to get that out there before I forget it again. It's following the flow right? It's living our lives by following the flow and making decisions and choices based on what is flowing rather than trying to figure out how to make different things flow. Because that's what we often do, right? We often say, okay, there's this thing that I want. There's this desire that I have. You know, the world tells me there's like five things that I have to make happen to make that happen. And um, so then we, we start pushing the river. We start pushing the river. We try to push the water to get it to flow where we want to go rather than allowing ourselves to go with the flow of energy that's already flowing and navigate our lives from there. Now, some of you might go, but I want those things, Victoria. You know, I I want to. I have to swim upstream to get them. The answer to that question is usually no. Usually if you want something, the universe already knows that you want it. Like you don't actually even have to spell it out. What you have to learn to do is to get aligned with that great flow of your being so that you can flow with it, so that you can receive it, so that you can realize it. Does that make sense? Take a pause because even if your brain isn't processing this, your spirit or soul is remembering that truth right now. So I was reminded of this little life hack this weekend when I went to see a concert. So I was really excited to see this band, not the Avett Brothers, (laughs) Surprisingly enough, no, the band is The National, and um, you might have heard of them. They have a pretty big following, and uh, they used to be a favorite band of my daughter's years back, so I knew most of their music and songs, and we were supposed to go see them in the summer of 2020, and understandably, that didn't work, so I was so excited to finally catch a tour again, 
and I wasn't supposed to have the date free. I was supposed to have something else going on, but that other thing didn't work out. And so I had the date free again. And I was like, I, I guess that means I have to go on 11-11, no less. So I'm all excited to go, but I didn't have tickets. Um, I didn't really have a plan. I just knew I wanted to go to the show. And I had a friend that maybe wanted to go with me and, you know, we were kind of waiting until the 11th hour and Saturday morning I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going. This definitely feels right. This is definitely what I want to do. But still no tickets in hand. So I started to look at the ticket websites and I'd been looking around a little bit and, you know, there were seats in various places and I wanted to invite a friend. So that was impacting my budget as well. So I'm looking at all the different seats and I'm trying to decide. You guys know if you listen to this podcast at all that I usually like to sit really close because I'm a little distractible and I just, I love the energy of being right up there with the band. Uh, But for this one, you know, they're not my favorite, favorite, favorite band. And I was bringing a friend with me and paying for her ticket. So I didn't necessarily want, you know, (laughs) to spend, you know, like $5,000 on tickets. It wasn't quite that bad, but ticket prices have been pretty crazy right now. So I was filling out the different options and I was starting to make myself crazy, make myself crazy. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what's too much, what's not enough. I was getting really stressed out. And, you know, this is supposed to be something that's fun, right? So I was thinking to myself, like, there's just really no reason to stress about this because it's just not feeling good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go for a hike. And I, I found a couple different seats and one set of seats were way further back than I usually sit. However, I've been to this venue before and it was actually the first concert I saw here in San Diego was at that venue. And I remember thinking when I was at that venue, like, this is like such a great place that you could even sit pretty far back and really enjoy yourself. So these seats were like the first rung of the last section. And something about that felt really good, but I just didn't know because I'm so used to sitting close. And I gave it a little muscle test. And some of you know, I've been playing a little bit more with muscle testing and they muscle tested really strong, but I still didn't know. And other closer seats muscle tested fine too. So I decided to go for a hike. And what I said before my hike, and it was getting on to the point of like late afternoon, you know, so it was getting close to the show. And I said, look, I want to go to the show. And I also want to figure out or to know or to discover, that's probably the best word, what the best seats are. So I'm going to go for this walk. And if those seats are still there when I get back, and it still seems like the clear choice, then, you know, then I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to know. So basically what I did is said, universe, show me, show me what the best choice is for me right now. So I went for a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful barefoot hike and listened to the National the whole time and got all excited about going to see them. And when I came back from my hike, a very curious thing happened with the concert tickets. The seats closer to the stage went up in price like 75 bucks minimum for each one. So ones that were, you know, in the $200 range or $100 range a pop were now like up to like two or $300, you know. So this all happened on my hike. So all of the closer seats went up in cost substantially. <sighs> I know some of you are stressing when you think about that, right? <laughs> and the seats that I had been considering that were reasonably priced in the front of the last row stayed the same. So they were looking like a really good deal. So of course I grabbed them. Now, my mind could have done something different and maybe it did just a little tiny bit. It could have said, I can't believe you didn't buy the closer tickets when they were still so reasonable. Now you're gonna have to sit all the way back there. (sighs) 
And, you know, maybe my mind played that little game for a moment, but I remember that the intention I set when I went for my hike was for life to show me. Life, show me what are the best seats, what's the best choice, what's the most aligned thing I can do right now. Letting go of what I think I know about going to concerts. Letting know what I think I know about myself. Letting go of this idea that, you know, if a price goes up, I must have like lost a good deal. Because who knows, that might not have been a good deal at all right? The price might have gone up as a great reminder that, you know, the universe pointing me back towards the seats that I was going to get the most value and benefit out of, which by the way, is exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. So I show up at the show, the front two rows of the section that I were in were almost empty. So there was no one around us. um, Whereas everything closer in was jam packed. We were right behind the mixing booth, which is something I noticed when I saw these seats. So the sound was amazing. My view was unobstructed. I ended up bumping myself up a row so there was no one behind me and the seats are super pitched there. So I was able to stand and dance the whole time without bothering anyone behind me. Now, all of the rows ahead of me, everyone was standing, but I'm a short person. So in those seats, if everyone was standing, I wouldn't have been able to see anything. But in my seat, like I had an unobstructed view. I could see everything. And then the last thing that I was missing a little bit was when you are super, super close to the stage, of course, you get, you know, to see the actual artist up close. And there's something cool about that, right? It's cool to see their little sweat marks and just get a sense of, hey, you're a human being too. So I wasn't really bemoaning that, but I was thinking, you know, maybe next time, you know, sometime I'll go see them up close so I can see what they really look like and how they sweat and how they make eye contact with each other. And it's, it's so cool how the lead singer is going into the crowd and interacting with everyone. But, you know, lo and behold, he did that really cool thing where he came up in through the crowd and ran right past our seats and said hello. So I got that experience too. And I also got all of the songs on my wish list. So that made me happy as well. But the moral of this story for me, and the reason I wanted to share it with you, other than that I just love talking about going to concerts, is because it was just such a potent and powerful reminder of the power of going with the flow and letting life show you what the best options are. And also trusting life to show you trusting life because I really trusted life in this moment. And look, it was easy. If I hadn't gotten any seats and I had to sit home Saturday night and I didn't see the national on this run, you know, it would not have been the most devastating thing that's ever happened to me. It would have been like a mild disappointment like it was the summer of 2020 when of course we had really good seats and I would have moved on and, and life would have been totally okay. But you know, I did get to go. And so, you know, of course, that makes it a little bit easier to trust life when it doesn't feel like a life or death scenario. But the guides say nothing is really truly life or death. And even in those moments, even in those moments, right? And you'll hear stories about like people that have, you know, gotten through the Holocaust or wars or just serious, like literally life or death situations. Oftentimes they will tell you what guided them was those inner nudges. And sometimes what guided them was not even internal stuff at all. It was just, you know, someone pushed me over in that direction. And because of that direction, I didn't get hit by that car or whatever. I mean, not to go all dark, but the deal is like oftentimes we do, even in those dire circumstances, if we listen deeply, we're always loved, we're always protected, and we're always guided. But the more that we trust in that and the more that we 
practice with these little things too. The more we let life be our guide and we free up our sweet little minds from the task that we've been asking them to do that they are so very bad at, the more we're going to experience joy and amazement and ease and flow and abundance in our very own lives. Now, the guides are pausing me and they're saying, Victoria, go back because listeners might not understand what's wrong with the mind and why the mind can't solve this problem as well as the soul can. And they're also saying, so I'm getting this all out there and I want to listen really deeply. They're also saying too that there might be a confusion that some people are getting that, you know, this is a matter of you just got to let go and, you know, let God kind of deal, which I'm not against. But what they say is it's more nuanced than that. It's more nuanced than that. They say that what I'm sharing about here and what we are teaching together, I will add, is really about how we can best co-create with that process of life. Because here's some things that you do bring to the table as a human being. You do bring to the table your joy. You do bring to the table your inclination. Some things feel good, some things don't feel good. And a lot of times the mind muddies that actually. So we start to have an idea like, I'm always going to feel good if I sit close, right? And therefore I should always sit close. But something was telling me all along with the national that I'd actually be happy if I didn't sit too close. (laughs) And uh, my daughter said that too. She's like, yeah, I didn't really like the people in the pit. I was glad to be a little bit back. So again, I love you if you're a national fan. No judgment. I had such a blast and everyone I sat with at the concert was so nice. It was actually a really great crowd. And I'm also saying that sometimes we have these ideas about ourselves and about life that can actually distract us. You know, the mind will create these generalizations. So I always like to sit close. But sometimes when we can soften that mind a little bit, we can discover other experiences that are equally enjoyable. So the mind is not always the best tool for discerning what will bring you joy. What the mind does is it listens to past experiences, it forms generalizations, and then it identifies with them. So it says, this is real, this is true, this is who you are, this is what you like. And it can't ever capture the truth of what will bring you joy in the now, which is the only truth that is. But guess what can? Your inner knowing, your intuition, and your dedication to dancing with the flow of life. Got it? I know it's sometimes hard to let go of that mind and you don't have to do it all at once or all together and the mind will be great at coming in afterwards and telling you why, just like my mind is doing for me right now, why that thing worked the way it did. (laughs) And the mind is also helpful, the guides say it, creating words that I can communicate all this good stuff with. So I love having a mind as I always say. So grateful to have it, learning how to use it rather than allowing it to use me. But there's another point too, right? Because this isn't about letting go completely. I had an intention. I went on that hike and I had an intention. I said, I'm in analysis paralysis right now. I can't decide what the right seats are. I can't decide what to do. I need some help. And I'm going to take that step back from overthinking it and I'm going to let life show me. And it was remarkable when you think about the response that I got. Like it was so clear. (laughs) The seats closer up went way up in price. And the seats that I thought I wanted all along didn't, and it turned out to be the exact right fit. And again, the mind could have gone all sorts of places. I could have been beating myself up for the mistake that I made. 
And so the guides say this is also a great opportunity to keep flowing with what is. Because the mind will often do that one for you too. It'll often say like, you shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Rather than trusting that whatever is, is always the best step forward. I'm going to say that one again because it's really important. Whatever is, wherever you find yourself is always the best place to be moving forward. Another way of putting it, the guides say, and this is so fascinating, they're like, human beings, what you want to do is you want to, something goes wrong in your mind because they <laughs> they remind me nothing ever really goes wrong. So give yourself a hug if things are feeling wrong because you are so beautiful and perfect and lovable and nothing is truly going wrong with you or your world right now, even if it feels really hard. And if it feels really hard again, big hug and kiss. And I'm going to give myself one too. Anyhow, what they're saying, I want to go back and find that thread. What the human mind wants to do, right, is to kind of rewind the tape, figure out what went wrong, and then put that in stone so that you never, ever, 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 ever do that again. Like from now on, I always have to buy those close tickets because if I go for a hike, they might go up in price. (laughs) That is an example of fear-based and scarcity-based thinking. And it doesn't serve. It doesn't serve because it keeps us locked in this feeling that we're not enough, that there's not enough, that we could make a mistake. And it's not true. It's not true. Each time you get a little course correction, and this was not a course correction at all, you know, that would have been a misinterpretation, I think, of the situation. But nonetheless, whenever you want to rewind and go back, right, what you're doing is you're missing an opportunity in the now. You're missing an opportunity in the now. It's okay. Sometimes we feel like a little bit of loss about not having a certain experience or not making a certain choice. And the universe will register that for you. It will register that for you and it will give you opportunities to revisit that if that's really truly aligned. So you don't have to worry about it. You know, that information is already registering. If you go right and, you know, you realize I don't like the trail on the right as much as the trail on the left, you don't necessarily have to go back. The universe is going to register this for you, and it's going to give you more opportunities to experience that which you you want. It's always, 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 always listening to you. It can't not listen. It is a very responsive universe, and you are constantly, 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 constantly giving it information, so you don't even have to worry about that. You can allow your life to steer the ship and tune into that. You don't have to micromanage it. What we often do is we want to rewind rather than moving forward. And when we move forward, we honor where we're at. We honor where we're at and we look for the next best choice. We look, where am I now? How do I make the most out of this? And it's an even deeper thing the guides say when we can go in and we can trust that where we are is exactly where we're meant to be. And that's where I was when I saw those concert tickets. I was like, okay, then (laughs) I know my answer. And the proof was in the pudding. I had an amazing time. I could not have asked for better seats. There were so many things right with those seats and so many things right with the experience. And the guides say part of what made them right for me was, again, the belief that everything's aligned. Everything's aligned. And the more that we feel and see and flow with that, the more we will experience that and the more things will line up and align for us. Got it? So I already forgot the really cutesy name that I came up with for this life hack because I know it's more than just going with the flow. Following the flow, <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> I guess it's the same thing. I guess it's maybe not as uh, remarkable and catchy as I thought it was going to be when I came down to record. But nonetheless, as we start to wrap up, 
I just want to share that going with the flow is not giving up. It's starting to recognize that you've already told life and the universe all that you desire. It's in there. It's known. And you're giving you know new data, fresh data points all the time. And so what you want to do is you want to just keep aiming that compass towards where you want to go, towards positivity, towards feeling good, towards an amazing future that you know only you can imagine how you want to imagine it. And then you listen and you follow the nudges that you get and you take action from there right? Feel free to daydream. Feel free to get excited. Feel free to enjoy. Don't feel that you have to push the river. Go backwards or swim upstream unless you want to, in which case you're going to get a good workout, right? But you're not going to get where you're going any faster or any more joyously. So I think that's all that wants to come through on this one today. I know there's probably a lot swirling in your beautiful minds and that is totally okay. And remember too, Let the questions be there, but also let the mind go soft because your spirit, your soul already knows all of this information. And sometimes just hearing it again and remembering it again and and interpreting it or receiving it, however it lands precisely for you, is all that needs to happen. It's all that needs to happen. It is beautiful. It is magical. And it is more than enough. But if you do have questions... You know, you can always join us over in the Facebook community where we chat about some of the topics that we cover in the podcast and I offer occasional classes and group readings. And so we have a really fun party over there. That's the Intuitive Connection community on Facebook. Or if you're really ambitious, join us over in the Intuitive Connection Premier community, which is my monthly membership group. And we meet twice a month. And one of those sessions is now devoted entirely to questions and answers and group readings. And the other one is amusing from the guide, similar to the podcast, something that comes through usually on intuition development or law of attraction or living more joyously or living more in alignment with your soul, which is you know, basically the whole point of this podcast. And we talk about the same kind of topics, but it's in a more interactive format. So right now it's still at a really reasonable price. Get in while you can, if that speaks to you. And also just keep listening to the show. We love, 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 love having you. And as I always say, (laughs) it's just such a joy to be able to um, sit down in front of this microphone and do what I do and connect energetically with all of you beautiful souls. It is a gift. It is a blessing. And I'm very grateful to each and every one of you for tuning in. All right, then enjoy the rest of your day and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. 
My name is Nadia De La Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.